Sandra Cohn. I'm an award-winning photographer, industry educator, and best-selling author on a mission to help other photographers just like you reach the level of success they want and deserve. What I know after 20 plus years in the photography industry is that building the business of your dreams is totally possible. And on this podcast, I'll share everything I've learned on how to do just that. So thanks for joining me and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Beyond Natural Light podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Cohn, and I'm so excited to be here today because I have a brand new segment that I'm starting here on the podcast that I'm really excited about. And that segment is something I'm calling Inside the Six Figure Studio. And what's going to happen is I'm going to give you the opportunity to be a little fly on the wall and listen to some of the conversations we have inside of my group coaching program, the Six Figure Studio. Now in the Six Figure Studio, uh, people who sign up are given the opportunity to go through a you know, curriculum that I've created that really helps them fine tune their brand, their brand messaging, their marketing uh, plan, and then also systems for automation for you know, everything, uh, onboarding, um, session flow shoots, and of course, automating your marketing and your messaging so that, you know, you're just, you know, never not doing it. And in addition to that core curriculum in that program, um, you're given the opportunity to hop on two coaching calls a month. And inside the coaching calls, we discuss, you know, some of the things that are going on inside the program some of the curriculum where people are needing some support or have questions, but we also just have really great conversations about things that are happening in real time in people's lives and people's business, um, which I think is just probably one of the best parts of the program. Now, we all know that when you're self-employed, it can be kind of lonely, right? Like we don't have colleagues. We don't have people that we can you know, hang out with around the water cooler and bounce ideas off of. So being in this kind of a group coaching program really is such a great opportunity just to have those conversations and connect with other photographers. Um, So for this segment, what I'm doing is I'm just sharing, you know, some of those conversations, just little snippets that we have inside the Six Figure Studio in our um, group coaching calls twice a week. So for today's segment, I'm starting with clarity and I'm starting with the, with the conversation around clarity because when you join the six figure, uh, the six figure studio program, you're guided through uh, three phases. Like I was saying, you have clarity, which is a branding piece. You have uh, communication, which is messaging and marketing. And then you have consistency, which is all those automations and systems. And clarity is the first one is the beginning for a reason, because clarity, having clarity, having a really strong brand message is absolutely essential to having a strong business. You know, clarity really is the foundation for everything else. And it can be challenging for people really getting uh, clarity and what it is that they do, who they serve, um, you know, those things that they seem like such easy questions, but they're actually really kind of hard when you sit down and start doing the work. And so that's the conversation we were having last week on the call. And I thought you would love to have a listen. So sit back and enjoy. You know, talking about digital editing and just getting really 
um, a really concise look and really nailing what you want your brand to be, it's kind of the perfect place to start because today the subject of our call is to really dive into that first question in the clarity piece, which is what do you do, right? Like, what do you do? What do you want your brand to be? What do you want to be? What do you want to be known for? What do you want it to, to feel like, to look like, you know, all those kind of things. And um, for those of you who are, who are brand new to the program, we have a couple in here today. I will share that, you know, I've been teaching this, I've been teaching this concept of what do you do for about, oh gosh, the first time I got up on stage and, and taught this lesson was at ClickAway in 2016. So um, that, was, that was a while ago, but it sounds like such a simple question, especially for photographers, but it's actually so challenging. And when you nail it, it is so profound to the rest of your business. It's like, that's why it's lesson one, because you literally can't do the rest of the program well until you really, really know this piece. And when you can nail this piece, this whole clarity piece on what is it that you do as your foundation, it's like a ripple effect and everything else gets easier. Everything falls into place. And Molly, I always call on you, but you show up to these classes every time. Molly's been in the program for over a year because um, she's in our alumni group now. But wouldn't you say that that's true, Molly? Like really nailing that, that clarity piece is just so huge. The clarity piece, the, I constantly go back to it to make sure that, you know, like, I mean, obviously we're all over, some of us are going to be evolving into what we're supposed to be doing. So don't beat yourself up on not knowing it right now, like take it and be clear on what it is right now and let it evolve. And then it, it just, it makes it so much easier. <laughs> It really does. It's really so super powerful. And it yeah. seems like such a simple question, but it, it's hard, right? Like Mark, I'm sure it you're is. experiencing that too, right? Because like when you, you start to think like, okay, well, what is it, do I do? What do I want my work to look like? What do I want it to feel like? It takes you down this very interesting rabbit hole <laughs> that you otherwise wouldn't really think about. Um, but again, it's like super duper profound once you get in there and do the work. And it was a process for me. And Molly, I appreciate what you're saying. It's like you start down that path and then you kind of explore a little bit and that's okay too. But at the, I think that in, in your heart of hearts, we all know what it is that we do because we all are artists. And there was something that, that inspired us to pick up our camera and start capturing the world that way before we ever thought we were going to turn it into a business. And when you really start to explore that, that's, I think, where you start finding what it is you do. And I think I talk about this in the course, but for me, for example, like I'm a portrait photographer. I love taking pictures of people and, you know, have forever. Like with the first, like I, I was given my first camera when I was nine years old for birthday gift. And I would like set up a backdrop in my room and like pose my dolls and take actual rolls of film because that's all we had. And my parents, God bless them, would then develop that film, but just like rolls and rolls and rolls of dolls, you know, swaddled and in front of backdrops. And PS, that's exactly what I do today, only with real life babies. So like, it's really interesting 
I mean, it would be kind of interesting if I still did it with actual dolls and that was my niche, that would be really interesting, weird, but, um, but you know what I'm saying? So I think that there's like insight into what, when you really get in there and do the work, like what, what, what was it that inspired you to pick up your camera for the first time? Like, what are you initially drawn to? Um, looking for the clues, you know, just even like your point of view, like how do you like to shoot? Um, you know, what, what emotions are you going for? That all those kind of questions are really powerful when you do the work and, and dig into it. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. So does anybody have questions, comments to get the conversation started? People, things are thinking about or struggling about with? And of course, like, oh yeah, okay. So Tiana, am I saying your name right? Yes, Tiana, hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> I, um, so I, I actually signed up for the course, I think maybe in May. Um, and I think I've been thinking about this ever since, um, you know, what's your style and what, what do I, what does I do? And I, so thank you for actually posing that because I actually never thought about it until <laughs> the course. Um, so I guess a question, maybe it's a little more of like a storytelling if anyone else wants to share, but Sandra, how long did it take you to find your style now? Um, I know you've been in the business, you say 22 years, but I know you started off with, from what I've heard, other weddings and lifestyle and outside. And so like, I did real how long estate, did it take? I sure photographed dogs. I did yeah. All the Mm -hmm. I guess I'm getting a little impatient. Like I want my style and I want to know it right now. So I can just get going, but I think I know it's a process, but I'm just trying to, if anyone else would want to share, like how long did it take you to actually find what you want to do? I can share mine and then we can open it up. Um, so for me, like I said, I think I always knew my style, right? Like it was like what I was doing as a nine-year-old with a you know, a little camera that, you know, my dad got me for Christmas. Um, when I started doing it professionally, I started with maternity and I was just really drawn to a certain way of shooting. Um, my, the way I was drawn to shoot, my point of view has always been very tight, you know, for the most part. And, um, and even it's funny when I look back on it now, even when I was shooting weddings and I was photographing dogs and, doing all the things like trying to explore it's like that point of view the way that I framed things the the way I liked light to look those sorts of things I think were always there and um what it really clicked for me was I decided to quit weddings and I was actually on the verge of just quitting photography altogether all I was like I was just gonna burn it all down and and go back to teaching um but I decided to kind of give it one more shot. And in order to do that for my own mental health, what I decided to do was just put on blinders and not look at anybody else's work, not, not really just try not to be influenced by anybody, anything, like not look at photography books, not look at people's websites. We didn't have Instagram back then, thank God, because that would have been really hard. But um, I just like put on blinders and got really focused on my own work and just showing up to every shoot and just shooting exactly how I wanted to shoot and not thinking, really trying to divorce myself from thinking about like what I thought clients would want or what I thought was on trend or like, it was like a, it was like a, like a meditation, like almost like a practice, like just get really focused. And that is really when the style that I have now emerged. So I was, I discovered, 
Like, I don't want to be going all over town. Weather in Seattle, for the most part, for most of the year is pretty crappy. And I don't want to be going all over to parks. And I don't want to go into people's homes. And I don't want to do that. It's like, I'm just going to do studio. Like, that was check one. I, I like light to be a certain way. I want this really big light. I want soft shadows. Like, that was step two. You know, just like kind of the, all of that was really crafted in that time when I got really disciplined about focusing on me not looking at what other people are doing. I always go like this because I always think of like a horse with blinders on, you know, where so that they can't see what's going on around them. Like that's literally what I did. And that really helped me just focus because I think there's so much noise in the world and we can get so influenced by what's being published. You know, when I was coming around, like blogs were really big, right? And so like who was getting published on blogs and what was going on with that or what people are sharing and you know, on their feeds or whatever, and that can really influence us and we get pulled into these trends. But every time we go down that path, it really pulls us away, I think, from our true vision. And when you can really focus on what it is that you're supposed to do, I feel like that's where the magic happens. So that's, that's kind of my story. That was very long. Um, does anybody want to, anybody else want to share who feels like they have like, yeah, Ariel. Um, well, I just wanted to kind of share a little bit because I think over the past couple of years, I've kind of gotten more to the place of knowing what I want to do um, and narrowing that down. And I've seen, I think you're right. And you know, this, my business has really exploded. And I think it's because of that. Um, but one thing just kind of reflecting on what you just said, and also in the lesson, um, I, I thought it was really interesting that you asked, what do you love to do? Um, and for me, it's really a mix of not just like artistically, what do you love? What images do like just get you really happy that you created those? Um, but also as a business person and a human with a life to balance, what, what kind of shooting situation do you enjoy being in? And, you know, for me, for a long time, I was doing these very customized family sessions where I was like, everything was different every time location, I was trying to work in all their family interests and stuff. And I, I loved the idea of it. And I loved a lot of the images I made, but it was so exhausting. And I was really burning out and, and also not finding enough clients. Um, and when I shifted over to doing more um, newborn and maternity work, I found that I could, I don't want to say like turn it out like a factory, but I could do much more of the same thing every mm -hmm. time. And that really, I think, built up my confidence. It, it was just easier. I was not so just emotionally and like just energy wise depleted after each session. And it became kind of more fun again. It was just less pressure, I think. So I think for people who are maybe a little earlier, you know, in the journey of like honing in on what you want to be shooting, that it's important to listen to kind of both those voices. I think sometimes we're only concerned with like, well, what do I as like an artist want to be creating? And the end product is what matters. But I think also the process and how it is affecting your life and yourself your psyche <laughs> is important to listen to and to be efficient as a business person too. Oh my God. Amen. I could 100% completely agree. And you know, um, 
And I do talk about this. The reason I bring it up in the lesson is because it's so important. Like if you're going to, if you're going to run not only a profitable business, but a long-term sustainable career, then you really do need to be working in a way that you enjoy working that works for your lifestyle, that works for your family, that works for you. And I completely relate to you. I mean, your, your work and my work is really similar and how we work is really similar. But, um, when you said you don't want to just say you can crank it out like a machine, it's like, I've, I totally relate to that because I 100% can crank it out like a machine. And that's part of what I like about it. I like that, you know, I like having those consistent, predictable routines that are super efficient. And then I can just come in and crank it out. And that means that I can come into work and pre-COVID do multiple shoots in a day and be done for the week. And I, I like that. That works with my lifestyle, right? Yeah. It's a machine with emotion. Yeah, a loving machine. Absolutely. A loving, caring machine. <laughs> you can have both. But gosh, that's such a great point, Ariel. Thank you so much for, for bringing that up. Yeah, thank you for making me reflect on it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Any other thoughts about that? Kelly, I see you're up there. Yeah. Yeah, I could talk about this for a long time. I think when you talk about what do you do, it helps you define what you don't do. Mm -hmm. And I think every year I get older, I realize my personality type is changing. I'm definitely more of an introvert than I used to be. And so for me to work one-on-one -on -one with people is so much more fueling. And when I try to do other things um, like weddings, events, families, I could do it for a while, but I felt completely drained. And then I also realized that I was working all the time or it was always on my mind and I really needed to compartmentalize my work. And so I shoot Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I have a virtual assistant who now checks my email for me because I don't know about you guys, but email can be pretty addictive. And for my little introverted personality, I was starting to become an addict and I needed to realize that I was starting to take over my life. And um, I just wasn't in flow. I, I needed to figure out the things that were draining me. And uh, yeah, so I love, I, I love what Ariel said there and just had to add to that. And, so, hey friends, Sandra Cohn here. I wanna ask you a few quick questions before you go. So what if I told you that three months from now you could be ranking on the first page of Google? Or what if by the end of the year you were having five figure months inside of your business? What would it look like or feel like to add an additional 10,000 or 50,000 or even $100,000 to your yearly income? Would you wanna know more? Pretty sure you would. And here's the thing. These are some real results that students are getting inside of my group coaching program, The Six Figure Studio. I mean, listen to this. In just three months, Christine went from not ranking at all to ranking on the first page of Google. How'd she do it? She just implemented the SEO techniques that she learned inside of The Six Figure Studio. And when Molly joined the program, she only had $200 in her account. Now she's consistently making five figures a month and is on track to have her first six-figure year ever. She credits getting clarity in her brand and consistency in her systems, everything she learned inside of the Six Figure Studio for her success. And after fine-tuning her social media marketing strategy and her marketing message, Angie was able to increase her yearly revenue by an amazing $100,000. 
And you guys, these are real success stories from real people. And that means if it's possible for them, it's totally possible for you. Now, listen, the doors to the Six Figure Studio are currently closed, but they will be opening soon. So I would love to invite you to get your name on the list so that you're the first to know when enrollment opens. I'm going to share the link to get on that list in the description of today's episode. So be sure to click on it and sign up because your six-figure year is just around the corner.